0: you need indeed
1: hello and welcome to another episode of the college football fantasy podcast presented by RotoViz. i am your host the Leco, joined as always by the one the only the wispy the kid matt how you doing buddy how's it going hey,
2: hey. Um, um yeah how are you it is another week another week of you stumbling over our actual podcast name that you have been on for 3 years um, we rebranded a year and a half ago though we have a very wordy podcast name it's fine um c f f p yeah it's presented by rv yeah it's I'm done. we have a long we have a long name it was a good week i'm a i mean was college football fun for you last week i mean let's talk out particularly betting, betting aside No, I I mean, it was fine. It was a
1: whatever weekend. I I wasn't particularly engaged with any of the games. Um, Nothing, like, really... See, I think... Yeah, I don't know. It started off awful for me with Cameron Rising not playing and me being on that minus seven. Uh, And so that was, like, a Friday night
2: game. And so then I was already grumpy going into Saturday. So I guess... Here's a fun game for our listeners. Um, You should... Start to try and learn what teams suck at injury reports and their injury po- reports meaning nothing and anything they say meaning nothing. Um, Utah is one of those teams. Um, it's it's not great. It's not great for betters. And the fact that we don't have injury reports is... Uh, frustrating at times. <laughs> yeah, rough. it's definitely rough. Yeah, pause real quick. I'm showing nothing on my actual, like, bar. Like, my thing isn't moving at all. When I talk, it's not moving at all. Am I- yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, Should I mess with my speaker or my... I mean, I hear you fine. Here, let me... You I-, I can bring turn my it up a, up a little. See if that yeah. does anything, but... Yeah. Okay, Strange. sorry. So... Cut it. Well, you can edit that. All right. But so I think it because learning what um like schools are slightly dishonest with their availabilities and or just don't disclose injuries or anything of that nature, um, is is kind of a tricky game and it, it definitely does affect your betting. Uh I would say Ohio State is sort of bad about it. Uh there have been several times when they set. So Ohio state releases what they call their availability report two hours before. And they usually like, at least from an offensive perspective, they're pretty good about telling you who's out, but there have been several games where a guy showed up in street clothes to the game and was not listed on the unavailability report. So it's just, um, yeah, figuring, starting to learn that and like just trying to pay attention is very important. Um, Find a good beat reporter. I think that's a critical item. Find one you trust who gets some practice reports because otherwise I think there is a lot of a guessing game involved in all this.
1: Yeah, it was frustrating. But um, going but back yeah. to last week, I, yeah. I do
2: want to touch a little bit on it. Um, I mean, the biggest game of the century happened last weekend. It was Tennessee and Kentucky. Uh, oh i thought you were
1: gonna say our new mexico state
2: umass battle <laughs> oh there was that game i actually didn't watch a second because no i didn't either but i did um, look I, I did look at my phone a few times i'll be honest uh, uh umass early on was giving them up. hell yeah they, they, were, they were up for a while long. um and that one that kind of fell off um otherwise it was sort of a week week or a, a weaker week i think the the result that the, the games that have most conversation around them are um, Georgia winning against Florida. I think we all kind of saw, like, I, I think people get really surprised when a game gets close late. I think that's that shocks people. Um, but that really was Florida letting their foot off the gas. I mean, Georgia letting their foot off the gas. Florida right. made a couple <clears throat> of plays, and then all of a sudden Georgia said, all right, all right. Let's do what we need to do. Um, the other one was the Ohio State Penn State game. and I'll just be honest. like my numbers had that game at 12, so I'm, I'm not overly shocked by it. by that result. I think it is a um, it's a somewhat disappointing result for Ohio State because you look at it and say when they actually did what they should do on offense, which is to say go vertical rather than like screen passes and little things all of a sudden, they were unstoppable so the why didn't they go to that type of stuff earlier
1: Marvin Harrison
2: know. was amazing in that game too Marvin Harrison's amazing in every game I, well, I'm that I've game been... in
1: particular <laughs> Mecha well, Ibuka had been amazing in almost every game and wasn't this week
2: so it's this was a game where I I genuinely think that this was supposed to be from the running game pretend running game side they wanted it to be a Mayan Williams game they kind of showed that early on um, when he was getting the ball early then then when he went out I think they switched it and said well let's go to this screen pass and they kept throwing this weird screen pass to the outside that didn't really have great protection and it seemed like Penn State was all over it and then when they went vertical it was Marvin Harrison's is wide open Um, but whatever Ohio State won it I think if people are criticizing a team for beating a top 15 team on the road by two scores. You're spoiled. Like that's yeah. you know, that's the only thing you yeah. can say. Um and then the Kansas State win. Um Yeah, that was crazy. A, as a, I'll say this, so I think if you look at a lot of like professional handicappers, they will tell you that they think o- Oklahoma State was very fraudulently highly ranked. They thought they were bad like they just didn't think they were a good team um like at all they thought they were like a a fringe top 40 team and Kansas State it like I'll I'll put it, Kansas State is a team I had to nerf in my power rankings this week I had to manually adjust them down because where they came in with was me was right putting, apparently no 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 <laughs> this this particular week where I had I just let them drop in there at their numbers right they would be 6th in the country and mine my, my numbers are a little more reactionary than I would like like it sort of moves a little bit more week to week than I would like but it's starting to like clump come back into normalcy um with that like so it's only going up by like a couple of points per week not like 4 um but they were 6th in the first one so I I brought them back down closer to um where I would say reality, but even then I have them ninth. So I'm as much as like I'm shocked by that result, I'm not shocked by that result. Like it the the outcome of the game does not surprise me at all. The blowout nature of it was a little bit surprising.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I was quite surprised. Uh, not so much. I mean, I could see. Oh, I mean, i I heard people say that about Oklahoma State, but I also, you know, I didn't think Kansas State was some world beater that was gonna go out there and destroy anyone, uh, let alone an Oklahoma State team that had been scoring, uh, particularly with their backup QB. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but yeah, it was a it was a it was a fine week. Um, I'm I'm more excited about this upcoming week. I think um, there's gonna be a little bit more uh competitiveness Sex and appeal and games that we're, we're interested oh my. in uh, my only the only thing I'm, I'm going to the oregon game here in colorado uh, which is the same time as the tennessee georgia games so i'm like mm, i feel like i don't know if it's quite worth it
2: but i'm going to do it anyway because
1: you i don't get to see Oregon that mouth. often
2: it's fine. yeah
1: i can just I watch will the say, game later
2: it's not on either one of our cards but oregon minus 31 and a half is a very reasonable bet
1: yeah yeah,
2: I'll be, I'll, be playing, I'll be placing that bet, um, IRL,
1: just not on the show. Earl. All right. Shall we do it? Let's do some betting. All right, let's hit the break.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Picks of the Week. All right.
1: It's that time of the week. Uh, Matthew why don't you lead us on this
2: journey so I'm going to start off with a game that was my last one that I put on the board but it shouldn't have been who is the worst offense in the entire power five Colorado Iowa it's Iowa
1: um, it could be both
2: <laughs> honestly they're they're probably not but they're really bad um, what would you say Purdue wants to do on offense do you think they want to pass or run? I mean, typically they like to pass, but. Um... So, this game, and I, I'm going to read off the exact forecast that it has for this game dangerously windy and overcast. Um, yeah, and there okay, is I see a- where you're going with this. So, win- winds in this game uh, are ranging from 22 and a half miles per hour all the way up to 27 and a half miles per hour. These two teams are not going to be able to, and by the way, they are in fact crosswinds. It makes the field goals more difficult as well. They're not going to kick field goals very well. No. They're not going to, these teams are not fully equipped to score uh, touchdowns. I don't even know. Like, I'm not even sure they're going to be able to pass the ball enough to create, like, interceptions. So, like, the only risk of a defensive touchdown, I feel like, is going to come from. like strip sacks so i'm getting 41 and a half points i yeah um i've got iowa and purdue under 41 um i really hope this game plays that it. when i see something where it says the phrase dangerously windy um yeah maybe they don't get off the bus they may not get off the bus but (laughs) i i think if this game if this game goes off 41 feels like a uh unreasonably high number for them to hit
1: yeah no i'm with you there i am with you there that sounds good um and i will wait until game day to bet that along with you but writing i'm I'm taking notes um i'm gonna go with my favorite play of the week um lines kind of all over the place i found this on fox bet uh which i just opened an account with uh, a couple weeks ago anyway i um i got clemson minus three and a half at notre dame um I think people were building up DJU back into what we hoped he would be throughout this season. You and I have talked about how we thought DJU was playing really really well. Uh he had like an absurdly low uh touch uh, interception rate on his deep balls, for example. We were talking about all kinds of stuff. He has one bad game and everyone's like done with him all of a sudden. I think DJ bounces back. They're coming off a Uh, a bye week so they have been able to uh, focus on this opponent get healthy and um, also Notre Dame uh, really does struggle throwing the ball um, period Uh, the only success they have is with uh, their tight end Michael Mayer they can't really do a whole lot on the outside the inside uh, portion of this defense for Clemson is uh, by far uh, the most dynamic uh, part of this game, as far as like from a skill level, um, I think they shut down Notre Dame's offense. Um, so I don't think uh, I don't think Clemson's gonna have to score a, a ton of points to uh, to get this uh, to get this uh, three and a half points for me. So two units, Clemson minus three and a half. I think Notre Dame's fraudulent.
2: That's what I'm gonna say. Hold up, I gotta I need to look at something real quick.
1: Okay, am I gonna use? Excuse-
2: no, no, no. We're, I'm, this is me just talking on a, you just called a five and three team fraudulent. I don't even think they're fraudulent. I think they're just not good. But then why is the line only three and a half? Because I I think people don't think Clemson's very good. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree.
1: Notre Dame, no one thinks they're great. They've only covered like what two, three times this year, uh, only yeah. twice since that Ohio state one. Um, yeah. Clemson's been much better. Um, and as an away favorite, they're 2-1 and one on the season. Anyway, I'm going with Clemson, and uh, I think the line's off by quite a bit, obviously, or I wouldn't be putting two units on it.
2: I'll be honest. There's a There was a very real part of me that looked at this game initially and said, taking Notre Dame here feels real dirty. I kind of want to do it, um, mm. but I didn't okay so um, not quite fighting but you will not endorse this pick no there is one on your list where i straight up almost had it on my board it was going to fight i do yeah i was i was very close to it um but we'll talk about that we'll when talk we get about there. it when we get there um i'm gonna put on. I, I have one that's a principal-ish play um I, the last one sounded like a
1: principalish
2: ish play too no, no no i i mean iowa and purdue is just hey look it's going to be too windy for them to even stand up straight. Yeah. This big team, 10 under a big yeah. 10 under in a windy environment. That's a Matt play. That's a, this one is play. you. I love teams that run the ball. Yeah. Like 90% of the time, not scoring a ton. Air force and army play this week under 40 yeah. and a half. Why is it? I, I genuinely don't understand why we're getting a number in the forties. Um, the only teams in the country, I feel confident stopping anyone's triple option is, is another academy school, um, because they just do it. Um, so they're not going to get tripped up by each other. They're going to move the ball just efficiently enough, and every single drive will be seven minutes or longer. <laughs> yeah, forty <laughs> and a half.
1: Yeah, no, uh, I'll I'll join you with that one too. There's no complaints uh, from me on that pick. That's just a that is a principal play. I do think the reason the numbers in the forties
2: is because Air Force has looked good this year at times. Um,
1: but yeah i think that number is a decent team
2: but it's the same idea of like it's on any of them it's do i think that any like do we think air force is going to break off explosive plays against a team that practices against their offense every single day i think the answer is no right so
1: yeah
2: um
1: this next one feels uh, like it could, <laughs> I feel so, I feel equally confident in this game as I did in the wake forest <laughs> game last week, but um, I just, I could be reading this completely wrong, but I, uh, I don't understand how Virginia is not a double digit dog in this game. Give me North Carolina minus seven is where I found it over on points bet. Um, so, I think most places is seven and a half and I'll take that too. Um, but I do have a points bet account because right? it is based out of Colorado.
2: It's a very real book. You, they're actually hiring know? for a
1: HR guy. And I've thought about it. I'm just going to say, um, anyway, um, I, I love, I mean, we've all talked about how much we, you love Drake may. I love Drake may. We all love Drake may. Um, they're, his receivers are really stepping up. Um, the running game has been a little bit less, um, but, Virginia's offense we've talked about, it is, um, it is really, really bad. Even going into like triple overtime, they only managed to score 12 points uh, last week. Uh, not great. Uh, week before that, 16. Week before that, 17. 17. 20. They just can't score points. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we have the Tar Heels getting up to the high 30s and 40s um, just about every week. So I think this one gets sideways pretty quickly. Uh, one and a half units on the Tar Heels minus seven.
2: No comment.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just neutral.
2: No, it's close to. This is one where I just am disagreeing with my numbers. I My numbers are on the opposite side. Oh, okay. Disagreeing. So um, I've got my next one up on the board is uh, Tulane and Tulsa over 57 and a half. Um, Tulane is a pretty good. Good defensive team, not great. Teams tend to find steadiness against them, but they're going up against a Tulsa offense. It's actually one of the more explosive offenses that they have faced all year. Um, I think Tulsa is going to break a few explosive plays in this one. And then I also think Tulane is going to be able to do whatever they want on offense because Tulsa is one of the worst teams in the country at allowing teams to finish drives. They don't create a significant amount of havoc. I think they rank outside the top 100 in havoc and they rank inside or inside the bottom 20 in uh, points per opportunity. I think this number, I think both teams are probably going to be pushing 30 in this one, um, with one team probably getting to the mid-30s, and I expect that to be Tulane. I just don't have a huge amount of confidence in Tulane to actually put away Tulsa, because I do think Tulsa's offense is just, they're good at breaking long plays. I think they average like, um six and a half long plays per game which is among the top 20 in the country so yeah i i'm a little nervous with this one because it's relying on tulsa to score pretty well against a two lane defense that's um tends to allow sustained drives rather than um uh explosiveness but i think tulsa is uh, is just good enough to exploit some of that so yeah points
1: yeah i like it I only um am- uh Kalon stokes is a dude i have in uh some of my c2c my college to uh canton leagues and uh, he's been bringing awesome for tulsa and uh, we've talked about some of the two lane guys um and uh, they'll come up again later when we talk dfs because i i think this is a game to uh, kind of circle when you're building a building a lineup definitely try to get at least one or two pieces from this oh, offense shit. um so yeah Um, My next play is, uh, let's see here. We will go to a a team I was just talking about. Um, I am a sucker for punishment. Give me Wake Forest uh, minus three and a half at NC State. I know that NC State's offense has looked better with this uh, freshman quarterback, but I don't care. I don't think um, it's for real. I think Wake Forest had a really bad, bad day. I think everything that could go wrong did go wrong. I don't think we're going to see another dud from Sam Hartman um, like that. So I think that was um, just an aberration. I'm right. I'm, I still view Wake Forest very similarly um, to the same as, a, as I did this time last week. Um, well, maybe not. Otherwise, I would be hammering this um, instead of just putting one unit on it. But um, NC State's, um, man, they're, they're struggling. They've had a lot of injuries, and uh, I think Wake Forest is going to be able to exploit that. Um, so yeah, I'm going to put a unit on now, on week. And that was over at Fox bet. Cause I know minus four, minus four and a half is a lot of places, but Fox bet. It's where I
2: went to for a few this week. Fox bet. Um, I don't really know where I want to go with this one. I got one. Uh, Minnesota is going to die. You keep talking. I'll okay. be right back. I'm going to take the Minnesota and Nebraska under at 47. Um, Nebraska lost Casey Thompson last week. Based on all beat reporting insight, based on press conference info, Casey Thompson is not going to be available this week. That means likely it's going to be Chubba Purdy um, under center for the Cornhuskers. There's a little bit of wind in this game. And even more importantly, they're going up against a Minnesota team that's pretty decent um and more importantly minnesota's offense is um slow and consistent it's like playing an academy school except they just run moe ibrahim at your face the whole game so i don't expect there to be a whole lot of scoring on the nebraska side because i have no faith in chubba purdy to um be good and i expect minnesota to have extended drives that just burn up a lot of clock. Um, I think they rank inside the top or inside the bottom like 10 in pace of play. So yeah, give me give me the under in Minnesota and Nebraska.
1: I like that a lot. Um, I do. Um Mo Ibrahim, man, he's got over a hundred yards and a touchdown in every single game uh this season. Has Stud. anyone
2: ever called
1: him good on our show? Yeah. I wrote an article about him the season he got injured. He was in my Deep Watch, my Debbie Deep Watch article.
2: Look. And I called you I called you silly for that.
1: Yeah. Zach Charbonnet was in there too. Let's go. I love these boys. <laughs> They're so fun. Um, no, I like that play a lot. But yeah, uh Ibrahim uh he, he he could still have an amazing day, get three touchdowns and uh and we see Minnesota win uh twenty-seven ten, you know. Uh I might alt under this one with you. Not with you, but because of you. That sounds like a fun way to spend an afternoon. Um, Let's go to the game of the week. We've got Tennessee going to Georgia in what many people are calling the game of the century. Um, Never before have we seen two. Now, I think people go crazy every... I I can't stand all this. Tennessee is LSU talk. Let's just let Tennessee be Tennessee. Unless let's let Georgia be Georgia. But this is not last year's Georgia. This Georgia defense um, has not been uh, quite as stifling as, uh, as we might recall from uh, future years. They lost a lot of people to the draft. Um, meanwhile, their offense has struggled. I mean, this is a team that was trailing to Missouri for a large portion of the game. Um, uh, even Kent State the week before. Uh, meanwhile, Tennessee has just obliterated all in their path. Um, ever since that uh, that that pick game, so uh, to open the season. So I I want uh, the points here. Uh, give me Tennessee. Um, I was able to find eight and a half on FanDuel at minus one fifteen. Um, so let's do that. I also want to sprinkle a half unit on Tennessee money line. Uh, plus two forty five was the best I could find it. Um, that was uh, at uh, at FanDuel as well. So I I like Tennessee, man. I think Hennon Hooker. I think it's super fun that he's like kind of the Heisman, one of the Heisman front runners, if not the Heisman front runner right now. Uh, Jalen Hyatt just cannot stop, and now that they got Tillman back. Uh, he he was getting worked in a bit last week too. So um, yeah, I I think the Tennessee teams for real. Uh, I think Georgia is uh, a bit down uh, compared to where they've been in, in the past two years. Um, so I think this is Tennessee's time to shine. Um, getting that money line, but uh, plus eight and a half, putting a full unit on that.
2: Let me look, because now I'm curious on this one.
1: Well, I'm also just curious what you think of this game. I mean, this is—I mean, this is two playoff teams. If the season ended today, you know, according to the, uh, I would take Georgia to cover. Um,
2: You would take, according to your numbers, or that's what your gut would tell you to do. Both. Um, Okay. I think the biggest key to beating this Tennessee team, and I'm stealing this from other people, is stopping the run. I think Georgia's is going to be able to stop the run pretty easily. They've got one of the, they still have one of the better defensive lines in the country. Um, for as much as you are sitting here and like questioning their defense, their defense is, it's probably still a top three defense in the country. Um, yeah, 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 sure. So but this is, is the number it, is, one offense in the country. Yeah. But I, I think this offense has like, I, I as good as they are, I think if you are able to slow down their run game without having to bring extra guys in the box, Jalen Hyatt doesn't just magically get wide open. But the are you talking is,
1: about stopping the running backs or stopping the entire run game? Because to me those are two very different things. Because Hendon Hooker, a lot of these aren't designed runs either.
2: Well, no, it's it's if you can stop them from finding consistent success with running the ball, whether it is Hendon Hooker on a, not necessarily Hendon Hooker is still going to find some success, but it's, if they're handing the ball off to Jabari small, he can't be averaging five yards of carry against okay, a four man yeah. front. And I right. think if they can, if Georgia can consistently stay with a four man front, so they don't need safety assistance in the box. So you can keep some type of over the threat help or over the top help. Then Jalen Hyatt's not going to just go off for like fifty yard plays all the time. That's where even like Alabama struggled. Is Alabama couldn't stop the run, so they had to get pull back safety or pull safeties in to help. And he just he was wide open. And Kentucky sucks. So I'm not going to give them credit for destroying Kentucky. I think this Kentucky team is bad, um, and they've been propped up for far too long. CBS um, put
1: out a, a mock draft on Monday that still had Will Levis as an early first round pick.
2: I literally sent you guys a thing, you and Travis, a thing before the show. And he was, yeah, he was, he's their third player on the board.
1: That's fucking ridiculous.
2: He is not good. I like, I, I'm sorry if you guys like Will Levis and you're, you're wanting toolsiness, go to a different show because the truth is like, or just hit us up. You don't have to leave. (laughs) Go to a different show. No, I'm sorry. My actual statement, like, if you've lived listened to the show for long enough that you that you're like actively trying to find the next Josh Allen is your method of trying to find um a highly successful quarterback, you're gonna miss eighty-five times out of a hundred. Actually I scratch it. You're gonna miss that ninety-five times out of hundred because the truth is toolsy quarterbacks that weren't productive consistently and didn't have good um like their they weren't thinking quarterbacks do not succeed at the next level, and Will Levis right. is Josh Allen, but you actually put talent around him so he doesn't have excuses. Um, he's a guy that couldn't beat out Sean Clifford and had to leave. He's a guy that came to Tennessee and brought them to new heights, and then when they changed his offensive coordinator, is now looks lost out there all the time. He's not a good quarterback. Is he the best quarterback on Kentucky's roster by a mile? Yes, he is. Does he drastically improve their chances to win a football game? Yes, he does. But that doesn't make him an NFL prospect. He has a big arm, and he's pretty athletic. Well,
1: I think it makes him an NFL prospect, but a late-round prospect. If you are
2: putting him... Honestly, tell me how in any... like The only justification for having him over Hendon Hooker is because Hendon Hooker is 47 years old. But Hendon Hooker is... Far more productive, just as as dangerous in the open field. And honestly, if you're looking at what he's doing on an offense, he's way more terrifying. But PFF today listed um, Will Levis above CJ Stroud. And I sit here and think they are just lying. Like they are just doing this because they want to show Will Levis that high. So somebody will click it. Oh, I hope Seattle Seahawks draft him early.
1: Well, you hate your team i don't that's not my team that's not my team i have divorced them um speaking of divorce today i get it finalized well we're recording wednesday night tomorrow thursday when people are listening cheers to me let's hear your next play
2: wait up that feels like a downer even though i know you're no dude i'm excited it's great it's fantastic news all right um James Madison is continues to be wildly underrated, and Louisville is now propped up after, a, I would say, a not lucky win, but a win that is now giving them far too much credit. Um, I'm catching seven and a half points with James Madison, and I think James Madison has a decent chance to win this game outright. I understand it's on the road. Even with that and with a um, home-field advantage – built in i've only got louisville as a one point favorite in this game yeah give me give me james madison to cover okay so you don't want the um no no okay. i don't want money line
1: okay i have to ask
2: no i um, don't want the same game parlay
1: <laughs> well if you were would you lean to the over or the under i have no i don't idea. even know what the i don't even know what the total is on that one I haven't even um, thrown overs unders and. I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Don't cheat. Just answer. Okay. What's the last thing you think about when you think of UCLA? What's a what? What memory from this football season do you have? I don't know. I don't stay up to watch them. Okay. Well, I'm guessing for most people it's that Oregon game where they where they the lost Oregon game. where they lost a uh, thirty to forty five. Um, everyone kind of has moved on from the fact that, um, their wins right before that were against Utah and then Washington, who they, 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 they really took care of business quite easily. Then last week, no one knows that they went out and and covered against Stanford, winning 38 to 13. Arizona state is not a very good football team. Um, and the line is only 10 and a half. I think UCLA has been forgotten about, and I think they're going to come roaring back. They're still very much in play for a Pac-12 championship appearance. Um, I think they get things going. And um, yeah, minus seven and a half. Uh, I love that number. Uh, so uh, putting a unit on that, I would be curious to hear um, where you, your your numbers seem, you don't
2: hate the Pac-12. Your numbers hate the Pac-12. Um, I, what where do you I have like, this one? I think I hate the Pac-12 when I had like six of them ranked in the top 25. Were like, <laughs> you hate all of them because they're not ranked fourth. Uh, yeah. They're not as good as the SEC. I'm sorry. They're still not. Um, I have UCLA by 14. Perfect. So Went I like your it. side. All, All right, right. Up. Um, right. I'm continuing to avoid the game where I almost fought you on something. So I'm going to continue to do that. Ohio State minus 38 uh, at Northwestern. Is Northwestern going to score?
1: Um, maybe not.
2: Yeah, I don't know that they're gonna score. I think Penn State or I think Ohio State's defense showed up against Penn State, even though they gave up a fair number of yards. I think so there's this guy, JT Tua um, Oh my god. People knew about him. Um, that was the best single game defensive performance by a defensive lineman at Ohio State, potentially ever. And if you want to make an argument, the only one is when Chase Young basically like single handedly murdered the Wisconsin football team on a field. Um but JT Tumala is going to continue doing like really special things. He's, he's unblockable. Um, and they have two or three guys that might be special on their defensive line. I'm, Northwestern still wants to run the ball because they're just ineffective in the passing game. I don't see a situation where they're going to be able to move the ball consistently against Ohio State. And I think Ohio State is going to put up a number because people started questioning Ryan day on offense this week. So yeah, give me, give me the minus 38, which I'm taking a road near 40 point favorite. I love it,
1: but it is a Homer pick. I want to so vomit. it's kind it's of not even a Homer.
2: No, but, but, but when
1: you do this with a different team, i will then I'll, then I'll uh, it'll mean even more to me. No, when I was looking at this game, just seeing if I wanted to play anything on it. Um, I decided I was going to do what we talked about, or you were talking about, like, um, Ohio State in that Iowa game, how they haven't pitched a shutout yet. I was like, yes. maybe this is the week that I uh, I lay a little something on that, uh, on a shutout here. Um, I like it. I like it. I so, obviously, I – but... the, the only reason I I just – Do you think Ohio State takes their foot off the gas in the second half? Because I think CJ Stroud might only be in there for two quarters. So,
2: what do you think they'll well, be up by at halftime?
1: We're also talking DFS
2: here, my friend. <laughs> I'm asking for your From opinion my on the game. From a DFS perspective, I, I think there might be value in some of the backups for Ohio State. Not Kyle McCord because they're not going to let him pass, or enough to like put up a huge number for DFS. But I think there might be value in a few, in a one or two of the DFS running backs. Um, I have we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But, mind, but- from this front, my thought is, do I think they take their foot off the gas at some point? Do I think that the second string guys are going to be able to score on Northwestern pretty easily? I do. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're going to get to a point where like Ohio State's up 42 to nothing at half, pulls out their starters, and the game ends 42 to nothing. Yeah, um, I could see it
1: end like 49-13 or something like that, though. Yeah. And that wouldn't be enough for us, for you. I'm just anyway. going to put
2: this out there. I think Ohio State's going to score a lot of points. No. They scored seventy on Toledo earlier this year. People kind of forgot about that.
1: That's true. That is true. All right. All I've right. Got,
2: I've got four left on the board. You have. I have three. Four so yeah, let's board. give us another one. Um. Syracuse and Pitt under forty-eight. Um. Garrett Trader got hurt, banged up last week. I, I don't actually know if he's playing or not. But no, I think it's Del Rio Wilson. Yeah. Um. I don't expect them to score a huge amount. I think Pitt's defense is still reasonably okay. And to be honest, this isn't the Pitt offense from last year that was like high flying, um, which is really disappointing because they have some fun guys on offense. Um, It's also another windy game. Uh, Let me quickly look and pull the weather forecast up. There are 13 and a half mile per hour crosswinds in this game. It's going to be a nice day out though. It's going to be like mid seventies, but... Yeah, they're going to get a lot of wind in this game. I don't see that having a huge impact on the passing game because I think both these teams are going to probably be forced to run the ball a little more. Like, I think this will be a big Sean Tucker game. I think this will be a big israel Abba, 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 Abba game. I'm um, to I, I, yeah. Yes, yeah. him. Um, I think it'll be a big game for him. I think they're going to try and run the ball, which if they're going to run the ball consistently, it's burning up the clock, Forty-eight and a half. Uh, I think it's pretty easy to see a scenario where they cover or where they go under this number. Um, so, yeah. Nice. By the way, all my plays are one unit this week because I was bored. I think it's fantastic. Trying new um, stuff. I, we,
1: you're saying I have 10. Oh, you, you have the exact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you'd speak you had know, 10 plays this week. That,
2: no, that they're also all have one-handed. 10 units.
1: I also have 10 units. I mean 10 plays. I'm gonna stop talking. Jesus Christ, I'm boring myself. Word. Alabama minus 12 and a half at LSU over on FanDuel. Love this number. Um I think I think Bama wins by two scores. I I think LSU is a little overrated, um, if I'm being honest. Um and I think I think Alabama's um just about to uh transcend. The status quo i don't know i think they're about to get hot um i think it starts this week and uh i'm only putting a half unit on this one um because i don't feel this is more of a gut play than anything else but uh i usually do well with my gut it's when i start researching shit that i get in my own head so uh half a unit on alabama minus 12 and a half and then my next two plays are uh on totals, so that's why uh, i went i respect
2: direction. them penn state indiana under 50 and a half Um, Penn State's defense is pretty decent. Um, I do think teams should be able to run the ball more successfully on them than Ohio State did. However, um, I think that there's not a likelihood that Indiana is going to be that kind of team to do it. Um, yeah, I, and I just don't see Penn State putting up a big enough number to really threaten this total because I, I think it would require Penn State to put up high 30s, and I, I don't see that happening here. And also, and this is going to shock you guys, because I never talk about the weather, but there are 16-mile-per-hour crosswinds in this game. It's that time of the year. It's wind season. So, yep, under 50.5, give me um, that one.
1: Alrighty, let's do that. I like it um let's uh hit a game that um I'll, I'll do this one and then you can follow up because you have a play on this game as well do that one last i'm gonna do that one last uh that's the one i was ready for though man all right i want to go to boise i want the over 54 and a half in byu uh boise byu's defense is just god awful i mean it is very 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 bad i don't know where you have them ranked um or rated but uh it, it's gonna be in the bottom because they're terrible. And Boise has gotten things together with uh, their ever since they fired their OC and Hank Bachmeyer hit the transfer portal. Um, they've actually started playing quite well. So um, I think this one gets moving. I think they uh, they see a lot of points, and uh, I want the over fifty four and a half.
2: All right. Baylor's actually a decent team. I don't know why. People still continue to think they're not good. They're like, I don't know. They they continue to score out really high in my numbers. I understand they're five and three. I understand they're uh, they have losses to West Virginia, Oklahoma State, and BYU. They also have wins over Kansas and Texas Tech and Iowa State. I I think they're a pretty quality team. I think they are undervalued in this game and i'm catching three and a half points with a team that i have as a my numbers just bluntly have as a favorite um give me baylor plus three and a half i think i did this last week because i think there were dogs against texas tech too um i did and I, I won that one i'm gonna continue with that i'm gonna ride baylor for a little bit give me baylor plus three and a half at oklahoma
1: um i almost had oklahoma minus three i'm on sure my i did um, <laughs> I, again, I think with Dylan Gabriel healthy, uh, I think they're very, very good offense. Their defense is not great. Obviously we know this. Um, but I think if this gets to, to a shootout, um, I think it could get pretty interesting. And I think, uh, at that point when you're talking in, I think, I think Oklahoma could end up, uh, winning by a touchdown, uh, but not a best bet for me. So, um. Texas, Kansas State. Oh, I'm not allowed to do that one. (laughs) I want the last. I'm going to do well because now I'm doing a team total over. So, uh, kind of wanted to uh, do things differently there. But UCF is playing a really bad Memphis defense. Um, So I uh, want to exploit that. They uh, they've given up 30 plus points uh, many times this year. Um, In fact, I did get. uh,
2: What's that? I said I did catch you off guard.
1: Yeah, I wasn't quite quite ready. So uh but UCF uh is out. The, the team total here is 30 and a half points. I think uh, UCF gets rolling. Um I know the number is deflated here because uh, John Reese Plumley, the quarterback for UCF, is banged up, but um but their their backup Mikey can be just fine. Um he can he can move quite a bit too, and that's what this offense requires. I think they run the ball against this undersized Memphis defensive line and uh UCF, well maybe not um winning or covering. Um, I think they score points. So a uh, team total over 30 and a
2: half for me. So to your point, uh, Memphis has led up over 30 points, six times in and eight cute. games this year. They I was looking at my, over the last three straight games, including Houston, East Carolina and Tulane. I don't think it's a stretch to say that uh, UCF has as good, if not better an offense than all three of those teams. They also gave up uh, to Arkansas state and um north texas in winning efforts so i I, i'm on your side very strongly in this one nice okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna roll mine out first real quick um and then i will tell you why i was holding you off for like seven years on your pick well i know Uh, why it's because you're wrong and you're on the wrong side (laughs) um kansas state plus two and a half against texas um Guys, I I understand. They're Kansas State. Kansas State's a, like a top 10 team. Um do you, do you still think Ewers is a great quarterback? Yes. I do. I don't okay. he hasn't been showing it. It's a it's his first year starting as a quarterback. I I would not have him in the top 5 quarterbacks this year, might I I don't know that my if I could pull a top 5 out right now. Um He wouldn't be there, but I I mean, he's his upside still remains insanely high. He he's going to be very good next year. It's just a matter of that team is weird. That's a it's a very good team that should be Honestly, like there's a reason Vegas is favoring them is because they they continue to grade out as like a really high level team. I nerve I had to knock both manually knock both of these teams down in my down in my ratings the reason why I am te- taking Kansas State explicitly in this game despite the fact that if I didn't manually adjust them they would be um, probably an even bigger favorite is because right now Texas is not closing games um, they're not holding on um, and winning games that are 50 50. Kansas state is winning those games with the exception of the, if it weren't for the two lane loss, I genuinely think Kansas state would be a team that we all just ge- accept as a top 10 team in this country. Um, they're really good. I think they're going to win this game outright, but I'm going to take the two and a half points because it feels like a gift and I'm getting it at plus 100 anyway. So give me Kansas state to cover this game against Texas.
1: Yeah, I could see that happening. Um, but where I want to attack this game is on the total, as we talked about. And I want the over in this one. I think um, uh, Quinn Ewers, you know, has another week to uh, get healthy. And I think he's going to be a difference maker in this game. Uh, I think he'll be ready for, um, you know, life on the road. It is a uh, afternoon game, so shouldn't be uh, too crazy there. Uh, I think Texas is able to put up a bunch of points um, on a Kansas State defense that, yes, they just shut out um, Oklahoma State. Uh, but they have given up uh, plenty of points uh, this year. They gave up over 30 to Oklahoma, um, almost 30 to Texas Tech, 38 to TCU. Uh, so so they can be had. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Texas's defense has also um, given up a bunch of points. Last time we saw them, they gave up 41 to Oklahoma State. Um, I think both, both teams uh, get into uh, the high 20s, low 30s, um, and uh, I think this one hits.
2: so fight me on that this is why i nearly went against you on this one um so kansas state ranks 15th in success rate allowed they rank uh seventh in points per opportunity so anytime a team crosses the 40 how many points they scored right now uh kansas state is holding opponents to 2.82 points per opportunity they're top 60 in havoc which it's not a great number but it's fine um And they are even stronger at um, holding teams to be like they're strong against the run. They're top 30 in rushing success rate allowed, but they're top 15 in passing success rate allowed. Um, All of that goes to say, I think Kansas State is going to find a lot of success against this Texas offense when they're on the defensive side of the ball. And even more so. You know what else is happening out there?
1: Uh, I'm going to assume you're going to say it's windy.
2: There are crosswinds ranging from twelve and a half to fifteen miles per hour in this game. It is not going to be easy for either team to score consistently in this uh, game. I think that Kansas State is seeing a jump up in talent um, when it comes to the defense, or when it comes to the defense they will be facing in this game. I, th- I genuinely still believe that Texas is the most talented defense in the entire Big Twelve, um, but I also think that. Kansas state might be the best playing defense in the entire big 12. So I think this is going to kind of be a a little bit more of a defensive struggle than people think. I think that Kansas state will probably try to play this game where they are um, playing a little bit of keep away on offense that they're going to try and have extended drives to keep Texas's offense off the field because of the fact that Texas has the explosiveness this was one of the ones that was the last thing that didn't go on my board. Um, And the only reason why I didn't play this one in one is because I put this together kind of late and I didn't want to have two of them. So I went with the one that I was more confident in, which was the Kansas state play. Um, But the fact that when this wind is sitting out there, I, there was no way I was going to be on the over. And I think if you look at it, I think the number has come down already and it's in part because betters are seeing the same thing that i'm seeing in this one so not um, this better not this guy i'm aware (laughs) Uh, oh no it's not to say that they may not it doesn't take a lot for this game to go over but with it being windy with this being a situation where there is a strategically intelligent game plan that leads to Kansas state forcing the under in this one. Um, yeah. I mean, it's come down five points in this sense open. It's come down from 59 and a half all the way down to 54 and a half. That tells you that betters have come in with their money, not just tickets, but they've come in with like big, bigger money bets that have pushed the Vegas line down. So it's, it's a scary proposition to be on the over in this one, but I can't necessarily fault you.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We will see. Well, let's get into DFS, shall we? Let me hit that button. DFS. It's another interesting week. Um, I think part of the part of the reason this one is uh, is so wacky is because um, we're seeing two of the best offenses as far as like production. Going up against very, very bad teams in Ohio State and Oregon, uh, playing Northwestern and Colorado. So, you've got to, uh, you almost got to figure out what you're doing with that game, those two games, first and foremost. Do you want some action in them because those two teams are going to score a bunch? Or are you nervous that um, they're only going to be playing uh, one half of football? So, um, I have decided to go ahead and play some of the players from those games because, uh, one, I found some value there. Uh, and two, um, I'm willing to take the chance that, uh, the reason my, uh, the reason my guys are being taken out at halftime is because they just scored two and two, three touchdowns in the first half. So, uh, that's kind of how I'm <laughs> looking at those two games. What, what are your thoughts kind of on, uh, Ohio state, and Oregon, um,
2: this week? I, I think you can get a few pieces in there, but I'm not going to pay up for any of the like super pricey guys. Um, I'm not going to pay for Stroud, even though I think Stroud could go bananas. I'm not going to pay up for um, Marvin Harrison, even though I think he could go bananas. Um, I do think your concerns of them playing fewer snaps are, are legitimate. And so from my perspective, I think I'm going to just take the cheapest option in that game. So in that one in particular, I'm, I'll am i get to this later, but I'm, I'm going to play Fleming. He continues to be a touchdown scorer. He didn't last week, but he scored a lot of touchdowns this year. The There is a cheap option if you wanted to slide in one of the running backs for the backup um, to get some late run. I do like Dallin Hayden. He's played in a few games this year and does seem to have some burst. Um, I think they want him to be the second back. Um, my only concern would be is if for some reason he fumbled or um, – showed some type of ball control concern. They may go all the way to Diamante Trainum, um, who was recently moved from linebacker over to running back. They may go to him um as an option. I wouldn't recommend playing Trainum. He hasn't played running back in
1: many moons. Months. <laughs> well I mean
2: like twelve months. He played for Arizona State last year. That's right. Um, yeah. So He's quality, but I just don't. I don't think you can get a reliable number of touches for him because there's a decent chance he's the guy that comes on the field with the third strings. So, um, yeah, I, I think you can play Stroud, and I think if you do, you you want to treat it where you want something with him. So probably take a shot on an Ibuka or a Harrison at that point um, to try for the your goal if you're going to play stroud is to break the slate because there is going to be a situation where you're getting like a 3 touchdown performance from Harrison and a 5 touchdown performance from stroud and all of a sudden you're just you you're so far ahead of the uh the field that it's unfair
1: yeah um well where are you uh, which quarterbacks do you like this week's so let's uh let's start there like I'll be do. honest
2: i didn't love a lot of the quarterbacks um, that's, that's I looked at the, when I started at the top, I was like, I think Bo Nix is rightfully priced at the top. Um, I think Stetson Bennett's price is kind of a joke. Um, if I was confident John Reese Plumley was playing, he would probably be my favorite quarterback on the entire slate. I love mobile sure. quarterbacks. I think they are, um, unbelievably fun for DFS, but with him being a little bit dinged up, And having a questionable tag, I don't really like the idea of having to do a late swap. Um, Weirdly, the quarterbacks that I like, I'm going to stack a game that might be high scoring because both of the teams suck. Um, And that's, I'm going to stack in that UVA-UNC showdown. Um, I like Brendan Armstrong. Um, I think he is capable of putting up a decent number against a bad defense this is that bad defense he needs to see so give me uh i actually like both of those so i i probably would put both armstrong and uh drake may into a lineup
1: yeah i uh i love drake may this week um 8200 against a not a, not a very good virginia um, defense and unc just scores at will so uh, i like drake may quite a bit this week um, if you're looking a little bit cheaper, because a lot of those guys are up in those 8,000, 9,000s, uh, I like Michael Pratt, uh, quarterback for Tulane. Uh, you talked about Tulane earlier on the show and how their offense can get moving. Uh, he's only 6,300. Um, and uh, I think it's hard to squeeze both like Bo Nix and CJ Stroud into a lineup. So if you want to pay up for someone and then go a little bit cheaper, uh, Michael Pratt uh, does have a, in my opinion, has a, has a really nice floor. Um, he's not scored uh, fewer than 17.75 points um, at all this year and has finished with more than 26 points in, um, in half his games. And this game has a pretty high uh, implied point total uh, for Tulane there. Another guy I like is uh, if you want to get risky, um, I've kind of liked uh, Texas A&M's offense the last couple weeks and uh, with Connor Weidman, the freshman there, the five-star. Um, and he's only 5,400. So if you want to get crazy – and uh, throw him in a couple of lineups. You can spend up uh, big elsewhere. Get Marvin Harrison. Uh, get Quentin Johnson. Uh, get some of the higher-priced players. Um, I, I kind of like that too. So uh, those those are some of the other names that I like to quarterback. Um, at running back, I, I'd like to hear your thoughts. Trevion Henderson is only six thousand four hundred. He was someone that I was curious about because um, once he was given the ball last week, he just looked so explosive. He he didn't look like he was um he was being hampered by that injury anymore. And uh, at that price uh, against this Northwestern team, I could see – I mean, yes, there's a range of outcomes, and maybe it's uh, it's probably somewhere down the middle. But you said, um, like, Stroud could throw for five touchdowns. Uh, Trevion could also run for three, you know. Um, so so what are your thoughts on him being the Ohio State uh, – my, my, uh, my source at Ohio State?
2: I think he – I mean, I think he's viable. I think going up against this Northwestern defense is a – you probably do want a piece of this offense somewhere on your lineups just because there is a chance for somebody in this game to just have a pretty ridiculous out or pretty re- ridiculous game. Mind Williams I, the injury continues to be a little bit of a mystery of exactly what happened to him but it does appear that it was a hand and/ or wrist injury. It has been determined to be not serious. But even as a not serious injury, I would say his likelihood to play this weekend is somewhere between zero and three percent. Which is to say, if he if he goes out there, it's insane. Um, Henderson's going to get the bulk of the workload if they utilize him in a way that benefits him the most, which is let him be athletic. He's going to have a very big game, and I anticipate that. That is a possibility. They um, my only concern and this is super duper like in the weeds is that Ohio state has gotten a little bit predictable in their running back tendencies. They've in last week's game, when they lined up in the pistol, they lined up in it six times. They ran the ball six times. Um, There was another, if they were under center, they were running the ball and it's, it's like a tell and it almost allows the defense to just completely key in on them. And so there's a little bit of a concern that if Ohio State is tipping their hand, how much is that hurting Henderson, who is more of a... But it's Northwestern.
1: It's Northwestern. I don't care. They can be in the huddle with you when they're not going to stop you. No, but
2: even let me... It's worth mentioning that if a team knows what's coming and can cue in on one player, and it's just a situation where I don't... Henderson's can. If you have concerns about Travion Henderson right now, it's that he lacks the vision to make the like cut at the perfect time, and that when when he is at his best, it is a there is a hole, and he is just has to run away from people. If the team, if the opposing teams have an idea of what is going up against them, then there's an opportunity for them to slow him down enough where he's not breaking the slate in the same way that you would hope for. So that's my only worry in this game um, playing Henderson. But with that being said, yeah, I think he's, comp- I, he's one of the guys that I would probably be looking to get in if I'm going to slide in a high price back. Okay. Thank you. What what are some of your thoughts on uh, running backs this week? I love Spears from uh, Tulane. I, like I said, I think um, Tulsa's defense allows consistent success and they allow a lot of points when teams get down um, inside the scoring range. I think that bodes well for Tajay Spears, who has been averaging 20 points per game, 20 fantasy points per game is already has 10 touchdowns on the year. I wouldn't be surprised to see him add one or two to that total for the year in this outcome. Um, I also, I like both of the Penn state running backs. As I mentioned, it's going to be windy. Um, at Indiana for this game. So I think Penn state is not going to put it um, themselves in a situation where Sean Clifford has to win them the game. Um, Even though they should win this game comfortably, I think that that bodes well for them to give the ball to their two freshman running backs, Nick Singleton, who is priced at $5,000 and Katron Allen, who is priced at 4,900. I am actually, I'm going a little bit crazy here and I'm putting both of them in my lineup for this week. I, I think there's a chance that both of them manage to get into the end zone. And we see a similar game to one that happened earlier this year where both of them were not just viable, but were like very strong running back starts. Who are you talking about there? Katron Allen and Nick Singleton.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're still in Penn State. Sorry, I was um, I was fiddling with my lineup as well. <laughs> a couple of guys, I like, I have Tajay Spears in the article wrote about him. Uh, Richard Reese is another dude that uh, you need to consider. I mean, you talking about how terrible Oklahoma's defense is. Um, and now they got this Baylor running back coming in who is uh, averaging almost 100 yards and one and a half touchdowns per game. He's seen over the last two weeks. Last week he saw 39 touches. Uh, the week prior to that, 33 touches. Uh, he's taken over this backfield, and um, against a, a porous Sooners defense that allows 189.8 yards on the ground, um, I think uh, I think getting a little piece of that with uh, with Reese at 6,000 makes a lot of sense um rj harvey is another guy i like for ucf he's kind of taken over the role there kind of similar situation where young guy coming in um i like both running backs for oregon bucky irving has been getting the bulk of the work and he's only five thousand eight hundred. again just a reminder oregon is playing colorado <laughs> um earlier this year um what's his name that we we're talking about Muhammad ibrahim had like 258 yards and three touchdowns against this colorado defense they're not good um, and I think because the ducks do rotate their backs, um, even if this isn't the, even if the starters stay in, um, the other guy I want to talk about Noah Whittingham, um, or Whit, uh, he still gets his, you know, he'll, he still gets double digit carries. Um, and I think they could both go, uh, go off. Um, I'm actually, uh, more prone to take one of the running backs at these cheaper prices, five thousand eight hundred and four thousand two hundred, and 4,200 than I will, uh, bow Nick. So, those are some of the running backs that I like. I'm fading Jabari Small. You mentioned this earlier when you were talking about this game. Uh, I don't think Tennessee is going to be able to run the ball all that well, all that effectively with their running backs. Um, and so I don't really want Small at 6,300. That's just way too much um, when you can go with like a like guy like Bucky Irving, Richard Reese, Tajay uh, Spears, all these guys that we just talked about are cheaper than him. Um, at wide receiver, I'll just keep talking here, and then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll hand it back over to you. But – I do like Marvin Harrison Jr. He he's seven thousand five hundred, um, so that's not like a crazy amount of money um, if you can fit him in. Uh, I, I think he's an absolutely great play. Um, I like Antoine Green from UNC. Josh Downs, of course, is the main man there, but uh, Green is coming off back-to-back hundred-yard performances. Um, he's really started to grow into his role in his offense, and uh, against a um, against the Virginia team, I, I think he's going to have the opportunity to uh, ball out. If you want a pivot play at wide receiver for 4700 uh I like Mushin third. Uh Again, we talked about Connor Weigman and the Aggies. They, they kind of um, started playing a little bit more offense recently, um, and Mohamed has been a huge part of that. Uh, so uh, I, I like him at that price. Um, Florida has uh, gives up 445 yards a game and 30 points. I think uh, Mohamed's a part of that. So uh, those are some of my plays. I'm fading Marvin Mims this week at 6,900. Um, the dude is not someone I want on my roster. He has just as many uh, sub-eight-point games as he does uh, games over um, 18 points, so he's just not worth it to me.
2: Um, he's not in my lineup, but the I always like the <clears> – <throat> I like Barry and Brown from Kentucky. He's an explosive receiver. He's probably their most – Actually, I don't even think that it's really arguable. I think he's their most explosive wide receiver. I think he has a little bit of upside against the Missouri team that, while the defense is pretty good, I don't think this is going to be a game where Missouri just completely holds Kentucky in check. Um, I already mentioned previously that I'm a big fan of getting the cheapest wide receiver option in the bunch, and that is Julian Fleming. Um, So he's going to be a guy that is in my lineup this week. Yeah, I mean, the guys you mentioned earlier, I think that you can get... Um, there's some there's some interesting plays here. Parker Washington looks like he's the volume guy for Penn State. Um, volume is always a positive, so getting him in there at 6,400 seems like a pretty reasonable option. Cedric Tillman, I there's a part of me that thinks that Georgia is going to key in on Jalen Hyatt and just not let Hyatt beat them. Tillman... Was the guy that was expected to be the huge volume super producer for this Tennessee offense coming into of the year? I think you could make a case that he is a viable option at his price. Um,
1: yeah, and I don't think we have to be too concerned with injuries. I mean, he had four receptions last week, he was he was in a game. Um, yeah, he I mean, I be think if he's back, day. he's
2: fine. Um, I, I like, I don't know if you mentioned him because I also was fiddling around with stuff, but Josh Downs. If you can, if you're gonna roll out a Drake May lineup, get Josh Downs in there. I think that, I mentioned Antoine Green, but I w- I would yeah. honestly just I think get your get a share of Josh Downs, and then if you're going crazy like me and just stacking the heck out of that game, I'm gonna say a name that makes you happy, and that is Dontavion Wicks.
1: Yeah, there we go. Oh. If you're gonna
2: if you're gonna be bold like me and play a Brennan Armstrong lineup, get one of his receivers, because if you're playing him, it means you think that the um, North Carolina defense is so bad that there is viability on their opponent. And I think that's the case, and that's why I'm rolling out the Armstrong-Wicks combination.
1: That's bold. That is bold. Um, so I've got a lineup. I've been fiddling with it. I still have $400 remaining, so, um, but I, I like it just fine. Uh, so I'm going to start and then, uh, you can go, um, I'll go with my quarterbacks. Why don't we go position by position for, for my quarterbacks? I'm going CJ Stroud at 9,100 and Drake may 8,200. So I'm paying up for two of, um, two of the
2: pricey quarterbacks this week. How are you playing it? I'm also going with Drake may and I'm doing, as I mentioned, I'm going bold and I'm taking Brandon Armstrong.
1: And Brennan Armstrong is 7,100.
2: 7, Correct. Um, okay. Um, at running back, um, I'm going to go with the um, – I'm going to go, as I mentioned, I'm going to go with both of the Penn State freshman running backs, Catron Allen and Nicholas Singleton. And then I'm also going to put in in my flex spot, I'm going to roll uh, Tajay Spears. So Spears comes in at 6,100. Catron Allen's 4,900. And Nick Singleton is 5,000. I think there's viability there that you may find more success there than some of their equally priced backs.
1: Yeah. Um, I am going to go with Tajay Spears as well, and Bucky Irving um, from Oregon. I mentioned those to you guys. Again, cannot stress enough, Colorado is trash. And then I'm really struggling. (laughs) I'm struggling to decide between – Nate Singleton, who you have been talking about, and RJ Harvey, um, UCF running back extraordinaire, who, uh, you know, he is uh, hes fun. <laughs> so, And he puts up points uh, since kind of getting the, the bulk of the work. He's been getting 18 to 25 points a game. So, uh, kind of, I'll go with RJ just to be different. Um, and then at wide receiver, um, I am going to stack both my quarterbacks so i'm gonna go with julian fleming um and antoine green and then i am gonna to go to uh because i need to save some money here i'm gonna go with uh mushin muhammad the third from texas a&m uh against florida so uh, those are the three wide receivers i'm running out my team with
2: and i'm gonna wrap up my team uh similar to you i'm gonna stack both my quarterbacks i'm gonna go with don'tavion wicks josh downs and then the aforementioned julian fleming
1: nice that's that's fun um may all our lineups make us money dude i'm i don't know why i'm so much better at uh like double ups i almost always hit i am really rough on those tournaments i i build them uh i build them too cashy i guess i
2: mean probably
1: yeah yeah well we've got a good week coming up here um i will be uh I'll be rooting on my ducks from the uh, from Folsom Field. It'll be good times. I'll probably be watching the Georgia game on my phone. Do you have any final words for listeners? Bye, Julia Fleming. I am. All right, we'll talk to y'all next week.